With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. Yeah, doing something um a little different here on a Monday after Monday noon. It's uh, some noon hockey talk for all of you out there in the hockey verse doing this on a Monday afternoon. Of course, if you're following along on the um, you know, you're going to be following along on the podcast side. Um, this will be re- released later today. How's everyone doing? My name is Richard Blosser, host of the Grit and Barrett podcast. Um, here, as we're hitting the home stretch, everyone, it is the last uh, week of March. As we're kind of hitting the uh, the sweet spot of the uh, of the March season. You know, at the beginning of the month, it was all cold and blustery in the 30s, and still kind of winter esque. And now we hit kind of that that nice spot, which is where we we get just some, you know, it's 50s out there. It's nice. If you're near a cherry blossom and all that, that's probably bloomed as well. Don't go near Washington, D.C., or else you're, you'll get involved in a uh, three-hour gridlock because people just need to stop and uh, watch the cherry blossoms down there in, in D.C. But... We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about some uh, Hershey Bears hockey, dang it. And um, it's what a weekend for the Bears uh, because we had a 3-3 three and three this weekend. And it's the, the last one we're going to be doing uh, this, this season um, simply because, well, you know, we wanted to get away from that. That, that we as an organization – you know, just the three and threes just don't work anymore. It's a relic. It's an antique. So, so this is pretty much the last one. And considering the opponents we're playing, it's uh, kind of good that 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 we had this. 
So the Bears were back at it on a Wednesday, uh, on a Wednesday night. And actually on a Wednesday night, on a Friday night, we went back at it as we went all the way up to Oop State, New York. There was no Wednesday night games this week. The boys had a complete week off. We had some people that went up to D.C. as uh, Zach Fricali went went up there. And then we had um, Gabriel Carlson get sent back down because guess what time it is in D.C., everyone? It's John o'clock there in D.C. Once again, very happy, very good to see former Hershey Bear John Carlson back back with the uh w- with the red white and blue not like it did him any good so yeah that's back you know, we get gabriel carlson back because well they don't really need him there in uh <laughs> in dc anymore so um so yeah so yeah we get gabriel carlson back zach frucali comes back we're getting healthier we have a bit of a forward problem right right now, and don't mind me. I'm just trying to do some um, some uh, some Twitter stuff on here, kind of get the show promoted out there in the Twitterverse um, as much as as much as I can. That's kind of the problem is when you do like the the stream yards. Is I try to get it out on my podcast feed. I mean, it goes to my regular feed, no problem. But trying it to get out onto my uh, my, my podcast feed is a little bit harder to do so i'm i'm trying trying maybe failing but trying the best that i can to uh to just try and get this one thing taken care of before we really do go at it so all right got the one i wanted to send way let's get right into it the bears were into it on a friday night up in rochester new york if anybody knows the book of mormon or the musical, The Book of Mormon, you'll get that. We're in Rochester, New York. They're at Oop State Met. No, we're at Blue Cross Arena. They're they're in Rochester, New York, as the oldest rivalry in the entire league goes at it for part deux. As Hershey Bears took on the Rochester Americans there on a Friday night at the Blue Cross Arena. And according to Zach, there was a very healthy contingency of Bears fans that went up to old Rochester, New York. And that's good. That's good. This was the fan club was at it, was up there. Not the fan club. The booster club was up there getting their yearly trips in. And you wanted it up there. You wanted to be up there. Rochester is a great place. I've been up there. It's a beautiful arena up there at Blue Cross. History on display. Great Great vendors as well. And it's, well, also nice to see on the fan club page, people not bitching about how Blue Cross Arena is better than Giant Center. So we go at it. Healthy lineup. We're going to have a lot of rotations in on this because it's a three and three weekend with heavy travel. And we need to keep bodies fresh, keep people in and out of the line, out of the lineup. And it's my last day at my other job. You know, maybe how are things going to go? Maybe I get in a trailer trailer trying to pull it it up on my phone and the stupid hl app doesn't want to work this damn thing doesn't want to work when it's supposed to and what do you mean mike vecchione scores in the first 30 seconds mike vecchione scores within the first 30 seconds and i miss it because the stupid hl app doesn't want to do what it wants to do and it, it and why am I paying for wait, I'm not paying for a season ticket, but why am I paying for this different thing to work when it doesn't want to? And and I'm I'm rambling. Sorry. So anyway, Mike Vecchione gets us on the board 30 seconds into the freaking game. And especially with the way things have gone recently, the Bears want to get off. Well, maybe, but they want to get off to that start, set the tone early, and they did exactly that. Mike Vecchione, his 22nd of the season, and I forgot to mention as well, all of you listening on the fan club page that are that can, leave a comment, and I will respond to it during the show. So the Bears get one on early. Mike Vecchione is 22nd. Scarbosa is 34th. Ethan Frank is 30. 
is Mike Vick is 34th. Ethan Frank is 18th to get up one nothing. All right, boys. All right. And the Bears keep pressing the pace a little bit more. Malcolm Subban, don't make him come comfortable. Bears pushing it up the ice once again. Mickelrath wide open at the top of the circle. Rister blocked. Sam Ennis, he scores! Sam gets it! Sam Ennis, 2-0! Go on, boys! 2-0 against the blue, red, and white of the Airmarks. 2-0! Yes, this stuff's what I want to see. Sam Ennis, his Second goal in his second game back. Well, not second, more third or um or you know what whatever. Um spoilers, I know. I will get to it. I will get to it. Uh people on Facebook, um, StreamYard's just weird that it won't let you uh won't show your name. Some of you that might be good or bad, but who knows? But uh, whoever like that, spoilers. <clears throat> so, so yeah, two nothing. Sam Ennis is ninth. Dylan McElrath is twelfth. Joe Snively with his eleventh. Two nothing. Shots shots are even. But what I was sort of noticing as I'm watching this game in the jockey wagon, safely, mind you, safely. Do you, trust me, no, no, no. I'm not one of those who's driving in the jockey wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, trust me. Trust me, I, I put the phone down. I put the phone down. I have the audio going. When I have audio listening, it actually helps me work because of my ADHD. So, all right. So, 2 nothing after one. Shots are, shots are about even. And the big guns are coming to play and are coming to show that we can absolutely do this. We can play. We can hang early in the second Period. We go. Joe Snively finds a wide open Connor McMichael in front. He scores. Das Wunderkin doing the dancing, doing the dancing. It's Das Wunderkin there in deep, there in Rochester, New York, bringing his show to you. Three nothing, Hershey. Connor McMichael is fifteenth. Joe Snively is twelfth. Aaron Ness is twelfth. Three nothing. My last day at, at, there at my job. Is this? We finally gonna have this? Are we finally gonna have this? A nice, easy night where I'm just gonna be able to sit, relax, enjoy, enjoy the show, and the airmarks score. Joseph Sassini. I couldn't even finish typing out Connor's goal announce goal post. And the airmarks get it back. Um Brandon Warren, his third assist. Tyson Kozak, I have no idea who that is. Uh, 3-1. Okay, okay, okay. The Amherst are way too talented to just get shut out at home. Fine. Whatever, whatever. See the comments on the on the post. We got them right, right where they want us. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Dear God. And what I noticed with Rochester is that they started to picking up the tempo, started getting with the giddy up. And Rochester is a run and gun team. For all of you who may listen on last week's show, Rochester loves to run and gun, loves to push the puck up, cherry pick, and really push an up tempo type game. So if Rochester starts to get their legs going, then this is not good. And Rochester starting to do this. Fire wagon hockey. Ye old old barn hockey, as some of you have said. Up and down. Up we go. Two line passes. Stretches in. Three on two rushes. Fukali making saves. Subban making saves. Up and down we go. Lads, slow it down. You're not a run and gun team. Hershey, you're not run and gun. I'm not saying this to, to, to be smart. You're not. You're not a run and gun team. Stop this. And Rochester's able to push the pace up, get up to Brett Murray in the circle. Rister and he scores on Fukali, who just beats him chicken wing. Um, Zach, I kind of hate to say this, but you, you, you kind of got to save that there, buddy. 
I mean, <laughs> it can't. I'm not always going to blame the goalie for making a save, but <laughs> sometimes the goalie's got to kind of pay up. Brett Murray, his 18th. Mason Jopst, Sabres prospect, his 18th. Lawrence Plut, 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 P U L U T. And it's 3 2 in the second. Let's just get out of the period, shall we? Bears take a penalty to put the best home power play team in the league on the power play, who's nearly 25% at home. What could possibly go wrong? The Amherst just keep the puck in the zone for 90 seconds. The Bears are gassed. Get a clear. Get a save. Back up to Brent Murray. High slot. Rister. He scores. And we're tied. And we're freaking tied. You felt it. Best power play. Can't get a kill. Can't get a save. Can't hold a lead. Yes, I know. Yes, we know. <sighs> Brett Murray is 19th. Jobs is 19th. Yuri Kaluch, his 19th. 19s across the board. There's your power. There's your daily number numbers. And it's 3-3 going into the third. And I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it on the fan base. And I got to hear this. Mike Scarbosa is not our first line center. He cannot win faceoffs. He was out there for two goals. Wait a minute. How the heck are you tra- counting faceoffs when we don't even have a league analytics, when the HL doesn't even have a league analytics guy? This is not the NHL where you have an entire department devoted to analytics. Each team has their own analytics guy, so so the scoreboards can post stats. Well, some more than others. Depends on the arena. But the only analytics guy is a guy who is over on the Carter Farmstead. And they're a lot more analytics driven than what this show is. I will gladly admit it. But, but, Scarbosa not a number one? Uh, then who? If you're talking about faceoff wives, Mike Vecchione? Yes, he does a lot better. I feel like Vecchione is a guy who will win those tie ups a lot more. Scarbosa goes for mainly reaction and skill when it comes to it. Um, so, you know, you tracking faceoffs, that's. That's great. But at the HL level, the HL doesn't really do this because I don't know. We just don't have the people demanding for it. The Bears don't. Personally, yeah, I'd like to see it too. I'd like to see who's great on the faceoffs. But we go into the third and nothing comes of it. Nothing comes of it there in the third. And we're going to overtime and we nick a point. Oh, by the way, did I forget to mention that we had the scoreboard watch? Because if we won and and Hartford lost, we clinched. Well, the entire third period, I have to listen to Zach going, Springfield's up 5-2 on Hartford. If they can do their part and the Bears can do theirs, then uh, we'll be fine. Spoiler alert, Hartford won 6-5. Springfield gave up four goals in the third. You thought we had a bad night. Yeah, you thought we had a bad. So the best the Bears can do is on their own end. They nick a point as we go into overtime. And in overtime, a bear goes down for for tripping, almost slew foot. And it's a four-on-three power play in overtime. We can do this. We can freaking do this. And the Scarbos is taking the face off. Okay, please win this. Please win this. I don't want to deal with this. He loses the face off. And they push the puck up. Jobs puts it up. And we have, okay, we have two guys back. We have two forwards back. And he skates right by them. He skates right by them. In on Fukali. He gets tripped up. And the power play's done. What are you doing, guys? It, sorry, let me just miss away so I can go full-blown Steve Dang, Dangle on this. What are you doing? You're on a power play. Four on three. You have talented for why don't we have a defenseman out there? Well, the coach may not trust the defense defenseman enough. Bullshit, I say. I am tired of this forwards on power play crap. I am tired of this. I am D U N done. 
This crap was fine back at the beginning in the middle of the year. And it's not that, well, the Bears don't have offensive defensemen. We do. Aaron Ness, put him out there. He's a guy who can quarterback the power play and be and smart enough defensively. I trust him back there better than Connor McMichael trying to be defensive. Am I yelling? This. This stuff right here. Power plays wiped out. And we go to a shootout. You had a chance to win this with a power play. With a minute and change left. And you couldn't even get freaking set up and try. Instead, you give up an opportunity and you give up the power play. That stuff gets me angry. That gets me riled up. So, Amherst elect to shoot first. Mason Jobs on Zach Fukali. Skates, skates, looks, shoots, scores. Low, low blocker. I think he went low blocker. All right. Connor McMichael comes out. Safe option comes out. Looks, 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 shoots. Nope. Up next, Lucas Rusek. Rusek skates wide. Looks, shoots. Blocked away. Blocked away by Zach Fukali. All right. Who's up next? Joe Snively. I was expecting Scarbosa, but weird flex, but okay. Joe Snively hops over, skates in, uses some speed, looks backhand, saved by Malcolm Subban. Okay. Alexander Kosov comes in on Fukali, skates. Fukali goes for the poke check, completely misses, backhand scores. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Zach Fukali. I hope your kid didn't see that. Oh, my God, and the goalie is toast. Rochester wins it. 4-3 the final in a comeback. Yeah. Your three stars, Joe Snively for the Bears with two assists. Mason Jops with two assists. And Brett Murray. Murray, what are you doing? The ceiling needs painting. With two goals for the first star of the night in Rochester. And so I asked the guys on a scale of one to pissed off, how mad would we have been walking out of uh, walking out of blue cross? And I think I, we all would have looked at each other and went, we got a point. Let's just go to Syracuse. We got a point, but I won't lie. This would have been comfort food. We would have went, all right, we're going to dinosaur barbecue and ordering a full rack of ribs and destroying that like a giraffe and a pack of lions. This is a comfort food night. We go back to the hotel and say, we are ordering Domino's. Don't worry. I got a full pack of Tums with me. I'll be fine. <sighs> but you had it. You had it. Two points right there. You got one. You should have had two. And it's just frustrating. Fifth time. Fifth time in a month. I'm getting tired of trying to defend this crap. And I'm not gonna. There's no reason for me to. Because all this is being done to themselves. The Bears are tripping themselves up in in all this. And all I just want to... I just want these guys to, to play up to their potential. That's it. That's it. And just hold a freaking lead. Because consistency is what gets you far. Stuff like this... All right, so let's go to Saturday. Let's go to Syracuse. Let's go to Oop State Medical University Arena there on a Saturday night as the Hershey Bears took on the Syracuse Crunch, a team we have not seen in quite some time. And Syracuse has one of the top scorers in the league on their side, Alex Briere Boulay, pretty much up there in the, uh, in the scoring. And the... The crunch up there, it's always been a tough place to play. Healthy Bears contingency out there, out at uh, Oop State Medical University Arena. Yes, there is a stage on the one end. Yes, there is blue and silver balloons. Don't worry, prom is next week. And I kid, I kid. Um, or do I? We'll leave that up to you. 
but the but in all seriousness, Upstate Medical University Arena, or what was known as Onatoga County War Memorial, it's a nice place. It really is. Really is. It's a bit of a dump. Their words, not mine. But they like it up there. And if you ever go up there, go up to the third to like the third area where they have a complete wall dedicated to men and women who have lost their lives in combat dating all the way back to World War One. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool what they do out there. So we're at it on a Saturday night. I'm watching from home there, there on the, uh, on the big couch, couch there. Good, healthy pizza there with me with a nice little side order of garlic Parmesan wings. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, you got to have the right stuff. If you're going to watch hockey there on, on a Saturday night and the two teams go at it and a very physical game as Dylan Mikarath in the first three minutes just goes bam. and just knocks Daniel Wilcott down to the ice you know you, you know how i always call it a dylan mickle mickle the daddy of the hershey bears well guess what this game daddy was in one of those moods and he's just hitting everything left and right we're throwing some other guy guys out there on a saturday as we need fresh bodies because we have heavy travel after after this game the bears getting their four Four check going as Dylan Mickelrath is able to win a puck battle down low. Throws on front to Shane Gorsuch. He scores! Shane Gorsuch wide open in front, back causing, gra- grabbing the puck. And Shane Gorsuch gets the Bears on the board. His sixth of the season, trying out for other teams possibly. And Beck with his third assist of the season, friend of the podcast, Beck Malenstein. And it's one nothing Hershey early. All right. All right. Let's not have a repeat. Let's not. And the Bears end the first being up one nothing. Shots are even, but a really physical game there in there in Sy- Syracuse. And in in the uh second, Beck takes a uh, a penalty and I'm listening and I'm like is the guy still still there and I hear this. Syracuse Crunch are on the power play. Sponsored by blah, 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 blah. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, God, they still do this. Now, it's not nearly as bad as, as once I heard. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Sounds like Warshock. He, uh, he does. In my opinion. Uh, anyway. So, uh. Thankfully, Syracuse doesn't get much on it or much of it during it. And there, but, uh, sorry, why do I do this to myself? I don't. Anyway, anyway, back to, back to the action. The Bears are able to kill it off and Mike Vecchione steals the puck at center ice. Yoink! And off he goes. Mike Vecchione in all alone. He shoots. He scores! Mike Vecchione, Mike Scarbosa scores for his 20th. Where's the hate for Scarbosa now? Where are you at, haters? Where are you at, haters? Where are you? Awfully quiet on the fan club page. Awfully quiet on the interwebs. Hmm? 2-0 Hershey. Mike Scarbosa, unassisted, gets it in for his 20th of the season and 2 nothing. Hershey and they're actually holding down down the fort as Syracuse is still pressing Syracuse is still pushing and really trying to get their physical game game going as trying to get some of their big boys going as well really really wants to uh to get points and in comes Daniel Wilcott thrown up in front to him and he shoots and he scores and Daniel Wilcott my god you thought he just skates on does the whole Bam, right into the boards. And this wasn't just he did the whole for like a second before going into the boards. Nope. He skated all the way around to the far boards on this. And I'm like, <laughs> a little excessive, a little much. But, um, well, when you score to the victor goes the something. Daniel Wilcott, his 11th goal of the season. Gabriel, Gabriel Fortier. Fortier? 
Frontier, Forter, his 16th. Jack Thompson, his 13th assist of the season. 2-1. And I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. We all are. Shots at the end of the second are 23-15 to 15 Syracuse. But the Bears still leading. And we're hearing the entire broad- broadcast. Well, if Hartford loses and the Bears win, and the Bears win, they can clinch. Did you know that this is the first time, this would be the earliest we clinch since 2009-2010? Zach! Zach! Stop! Stop! Poking the hockey gods. Did you learn nothing from game win 3000 last year? I get that it's your job to constantly inform us as to what's going on. And I I understand that's kind of your job to do. But you don't have to beat us over the freaking head with it. Did you know that that Hartford has to win? Huh? Huh? And then we get the news that Hartford loses. So all we have to do have to win. Hey, 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 listen, hey, listen, hey, Hartford lost. Hey, did you hear? Hartford lost. Shut up. Shut up. The Bears need to do what they need to do. Zach, you're listening to this. I love you. I really do. And something else will probably poke at me too. But uh, Zach, I love you, but a little much. So into the third. Can we take the lead? Can we hold this? Can we hold this? And the Bears getting the third line going at it as big stick Gabriel Carlson gets it around the corner, throws it, scramble in front, they score! Julian Napravnik! Julian! 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 It's King Julian yet again. He likes to move it, move it. He likes to move it, King Julian. I scored a goal. I find a puck. I put it in the net. Is net. He's good. He's good. <laughs> Julian Napravnik, his fourth. And shh, he's trying to earn us more of a roster spot as we get closer to the playoffs. So, Julian Napravnik, his fourth. Big stick Carlson. Gabriel Carlson. Shh. He's in the running for unsung hero. Mm-hmm. He is. 13th assist of the season. Connor McMichael's 19th assist. 3-1 Hershey. And Hershey is doing to that night what I was waiting for this team to do and is putting this little baby to baby to bed. Crunch pulled the goaltender with four minutes with four minutes to go. Vecchione strip steal at the blue line. Up, looking, looking, and in, and he scores. Mike Vecchione, empty netters, 22nd of the season. 4-1 Hershey. The countdown is on. Down is on. We're going to be going. 3-2-1. Playoffs, everyone. And the Bears win it. 4-1 the final. And have punched their ticket. And have punched this going to the Calder Cup playoffs. Bears win. 4-1 the final. Hugs and skates all around. Hunter Shepard getting the win. Mike Scarbosa, your third star of the night with the goal. Daniel Wilcott gets the second star for Syracuse. And um, and first star, uh, Hunter Shepard, 33 for 34 there in Syracuse. So, uh, yeah, good job by the boys all around there. So, we got in. We're in, everyone. We got in. And I'm I'm glad we did. I'm glad we are in. And we can finally stop with this talk of... We can finally stop with this, with this talk of... Oh, the Bears going to get in? They could fall out of the playoffs. We're not going to make it this year. It's just going to be like last year. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is a much different thing than last year. Last year was a lot more victim of circumstance and much different. So we get in. We're still second. 
Providence gets gets the win, so we stay pace, but they beat Charlotte. So that puts more distance between second and third, so the Bears can lock it, not have to play in that first round. So how things go on a Sunday, it was a go warm up the bus, pack up the stuff, we gotta go. No, seriously. Well, they're gonna they're gonna hand out the bear head like they usually do on the road. No. Grab your stuff, throw it in the bus, get on. Do we have time to shower? Barely. Go. And it's on the bus to get back home. Right down 81. I've done those drives. I, it, it It's a slog to, uh, to get back. But if we would have done this, we would have stayed with a friend down near Binghamton instead of just that straight drive back. So what happened on a Sunday? Well, Bears versus Phantoms round uh, I'm 13 and we will we will get to that right after this so we're going to take a second to pay the bills here as friends of the podcast uh tip the iceberg has said and bears fans you may have noticed during during the game on sunday the best tournament in all of college basketball is reaching its grand finale. It's NCAA tournament final four time as four teams have made have survived the delicious chaos of the past two weeks. And the action is there on DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line to score $150 in free bets if your team wins plus combine multiple bets stack those bets to stack those wins for even bigger bigger payouts DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store the chaos of the final four is sweet and delicious with a nine two fives and I think even a three three might have been the highest but Anyway, there is a lot of non-regular teams there, and make sure you get in on the action of this chaotic final weekend of NCAA basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. It's down there on the, on the scroller. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes in the details. All right. Thank you to everyone for for getting for dealing with that. It's just something I got to do as part of this. Thank you to Hockey Podcast Network, and thank you to the sponsor of DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. So it looks like we have someone else on here. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me, the defense. <laughs> cute. Very cute. Very cute. And uh, who knows? Maybe wrong, maybe not. So we're back at it. There on a Sunday afternoon, it's Dreamers Hollow Kids, Kids Day, non-Kids Day. And <laughs> gosh. All right. I knew this that th- this was going to be a thing. This was absolutely going to be a thing and um families seemed to like it. The families seemed to uh seem to like it. So um I wasn't the biggest fan of this. There was um princess photo opportunities several times throughout the concourse that caused massive log jams there out on the concourse and um we also had a merchandise booth that was giving out lightsabers everywhere. You thought it was Star Wars night with everything that was going on. But hey, they sold like hotcakes. When they did the lights dim for the intro and I walked out, I saw red sabers everywhere. I'm like, is it Star Wars night? Nobody tell me. But um, in all seriousness, I don't have any kids. Um, recently married, mind you, but I don't. So this is not for me. If for all you Bears fans that are listening to this and you took it and your kid had an absolute blast, good on you. But uh, just wasn't for me. Just wasn't. And it wasn't intended for me either. It was not. This was not for the hardcores. This was to get uh, casuals in the door. And I think it very, very much did. And the Bears wore specialty jerseys that night. As um, they skated out with them and... Yeah, this was exactly what I feared. It is a plain white jersey with uh, different designs drawn on them scattered throughout. 
and uh, block numbering, and it looks like the names are screened on. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they didn't look good. But again, as I said on Friday, when I said on Friday show, if your kid drew this, this is fine for you. If your kids drew this. So uh, we go at it. They're on a Saturday afternoon taking on those no good, dirty, filthy, rotten Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And for the 13th time this season, you know, you know how fans complain that they're getting tired of seeing the Phantoms and the Penguins? They're not wrong. They're absolutely not wrong. 26 out of 72. That's over. That's about 35% of your schedule is dedicated to those two teams alone. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess they'll never scale it back because they don't, they, they, they want to keep the fans coming. As long as the ticket and beer sales flow, why stop the thing going? So in the first, Lehigh played last night up in Wilkesbury, and we're having long travel back from Syracuse. And this game is a slog to get through. It is painful to get through. And there wasn't much. Stretch passes, slow legs, guys are tired. Connor McMichael's not playing because of last-minute illness. And it's, all right, whoever wanted to play, you can go. And uh, (laughs) it wasn't pretty, folks. It was not. After the first period, Lehigh leads in shots 9-6, and we just look at each other and go, that was a period of hockey. That was a a slog period of hockey. Rough watch. It was was a hard watch. No Sam Ennis in the lineup either, as we were just rotating guys in and out. Just rotate. No, no, it wasn't Sam Ennis. Sam Ennis was in it. Um, was it. Was it Vecchione not playing? He was out. It was one of the bigger guns that uh, that that wasn't in. But um, we get at it. They're in. They're in the second, and the Phantoms start getting themselves in in uh, in penalty trouble, and the Bears almost take about four straight minutes of, pa- of power play. Um, delay. Just see if I can get this right and line line this up correctly here. So Lehigh. Tyson Forrester goes off for tripping. Delay of the game. Penalty happens. The Bears are on a four on. Bears are on a four, five on three. You got to score on this. You've had nothing so far. You got to cash in, cash in on this. And the Bears are starting to bring it in a bit. Over to Pilon. Wines fires. He scores. Garrett Pilon. He scores. Gets it in. Garrett Pelon scores. Power play goal for the Bears. His eighth of the season. Aaron Ness, his 13th assist of the season. Beautiful feed over. Mike Scarbosa, his 35th assist of the season. What's that about not being a number one? Who said that? I don't know. And it's one nothing Hershey. one nothing Hershey. Phantoms in power play trouble yet, yet a- again. Two for slashing. Another slash on Garrett Wilson, who apparently slashed Zach Fucali on his way to the um to the bench, as it was going to be a five could be a five on three. The other one was a regular power play. This was a five on three. You have four consecutive power plays in a row. It's hard to keep track of who was what and when. And Garrett Wilson is just barking at Zach Fucali. He goes, "Hey, he's shaking his hand." He probably just had an itch. I didn't hit him. The ref's like, all right, all right, go, go. Keep it moving. No, no, he faked it. Keep it moving. The little bleeper moved. I'm like, don't do it. Shoves Wilson into the box and puts up a four. (laughs) Two minutes for slashing and two minutes for being a bitch. Sit down. Garrett Wilson gets a four minute. This was a five on three. My my mistake, everyone, and bring it in, lads. Five on three, bring it in. Got to get something here. Over to Sam Menace. Shoots, he scores! Sam Menace scores! Joe Snively with the beautiful feed on the five on three. That's what you do, lads. That's how you bring it in, and you score, and Samuel Urson is regretting his life decisions. 
Sam, later changed to Sam Ennis. Originally, Joe Snively uh, changed to Sam Ennis, his 10th of the season. Joe Snively, his 13th. And Ethan Frank, his 19th assist. And it's 2-0 Hershey at the end of the second. Bears lead on shots 27-15. to But then again, uh, six power plays in a row. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll absolutely do it. The Bears did get tagged for a couple of penalties um, near the end of the period. But then again, you have uh, six power plays to Lehigh's, well, seven to three. And in terms of like power plays and stuff, um, yeah, things are going to get skewed a bit. And of course, the refs are going to call anything if you have that many power plays in your advantage. So into the third we go. And let's just put this baby to bed. Maybe we can get these guys. And the Phantoms push, because of course they're, go- they're going to. And the Phantoms, they're trying to make up on shots. They're throwing a lot of things on Fukali. And, uh, you know, we're, the Bears are holding on okay. It's 2 nothing. It's the third period of a Sunday. I think we got enough rotation to do this. Knew this. Anisimov comes off the boards. Zamula over to Belpito. Wines, fires. He scores. What? Zach Fukali sliding over and didn't get over in time and gets beaten short side. Oh, that's not good. You kind of need to save that one. There was a slight hesitation, but uh, yeah, that's not a good look. That's really not a good look. Louis Belpito. With his sixth of the season, Igor Zamula with his 16th assist, and Anisimov with his 15th assist of the season. Uh, fun fact, Louis Belpito has four points against us. Yeah, him. Yeah, that guy. So, yeah. So, all right. Great. There's no way we're going to do this. There's no way. We're, we're going to blow this again, aren't we? And I'm going to deal with the fan club page. We're going to have to ha, 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 ha. Wait, what's going on down? De- Going on down there. Rybinski throws in front for the Pravic. He scores! Julian! Julian the Pravic scores again! Julian! Third goal in four games he's played. Why are we not playing him consistently? Why? Why? Julian. King Julian. I scored again. I be in front of the net and I put in the net. King Julian gets it in. Now, my, my my buddy Joe's trying to do uh, it's nappy time. Nah, I'm sticking with King Julian. I'm sticking with that. It, it's it's there. It's final. Uh, King, King Julian Napravic, his fifth goal of the season. Henrik Rybinski is 12th. Mason Morelli is 25th. Shh. Morelli's had over 30 points this season. Over 30 points. Doing pretty good. So, all right, we're back up 3-1 with 15 minutes to go. We've handled this in Lehigh just fine. I'm sure this isn't going to backfire on us anyway. Ryan Fitzgerald left all alone in front. He scores. 3-2. What are we doing? Two two minutes later, and we give a guy his first freaking professional goal. Ryan Fitzgerald is first. Igor Zamula again. Can we get a body on this guy? Zamula... His 17th, Adam Brooks, his 17th. And from what I heard from the fans, Brooks was getting it from them all night long. Midway through the third. Sutter goes off for slashing. Okay, I've seen this script in Wilkes-Barre. It's it's the phantom penalty midway through the third. And I know what happens in Wilkes-Barre. It's not going to happen here, is it? It's not. It's really not going to happen. The Phantoms work it down down below. Tyson Forster finds Anisimov alone the slot and he scores! No! 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 Ontario Anisimov. It's 18th. Tyson Forster is 21st. Emily Andrade in the lead. 3-3. Three, three. And here we freaking go. Here we freaking go. 
And it's not the fact that we've blown another lead. Again, sixth time in 30 days we've done this. The Bears hold on to Nick a point. We go to overtime, some up and down action, and we go to a shootout yet again. Won't be like Rochester, will it? Will it? Bears like to shoot second. Okay. Jordan Belvari comes in, comes in, looks low blocker. He scores. Jordy Belvieri scores. All right. All right. Send Connor McMichael. What? Illness. So who are we going to send? Mike Scarbosa? Okay. All right. Fans have been on his butt all this weekend. Here's a nice chance to shut them up. Skates in, looks, 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 and just kind of lets the slot puck slide on the goaltender. Mike, could you at least, what are you doing? It's like you just skating went, uh, I got nothing, and uh, controller stops working. Working. You get that little controller sign like on like on the PlayStation? It's like his controller gave out and the player just stopped skating. What the hell was that? What are you doing, Mike? What are you doing? Nothing there. Tyson Forrester. There's some good news. Forrester skates in, skates in. Backhands kick. Saved by Fukali. All right. Who's up next? Who we got? Julian Naprevic. Odd flex, but okay. Hops over the board, skates in fast, cuts into the circle, shoots, saved by Erskine. Okay, up next, Bobby Brink. Bobby Brink comes in, comes in. Fukali goes for the post check, misses again, backhand, he scores! It was Rochester all over again. Phantoms win it. 4-3 the final in a shootout. I don't want to deal with this crap. I don't want to deal with it. Your three stars, Jordy Belvari for the Phantoms gets a third star. Garrett Pilon gets a second. Ontario Nisimov with a goal and assist gets first star. And uh, also, this was a pretty long game because it was a televised game, but this game felt like a slog to get through. So, look, the fans are getting tired of this. And I'm getting tired of it too. And it's not without merit. And there are two sides to this coin. The one side says, we're in the playoffs. Stop complaining. The other side says, we're going to get eliminated in the first round. There is not much faith in this team from the fan base. And the reason being is because you're not giving them some to giving them stuff as inspiration for this. You can't hold leads. This team is inconsistent. Whether it's the second or the third period, their best period seems to be the first. And my one buddy brought this up. Are we the 16, are we the 15, 16 Toronto Marlies? Remember that team? Go up a couple of goals early and then coast to the end. And remember, we came back and beat them in five games. Two of those were comebacks at Giant Center. I don't think we're like the Toronto Marlies. I don't think so because that team I think was a heck of a lot more talented than what we were. But this is a problem. This is a thing, especially in a time of the year when you can't afford to be coughing up leads and coughing up points. You hold those leads and you've swept the weekend and you we're tied with, uh, I wouldn't say tied, but we're still hanging around with Providence. Providence took both games down in Charlotte this past weekend. And yeah, we got another point on Charlotte and that leads, I think back up to 10 between second and third, which is, which is good, but it's not something that you want to routinely keep going as we head into the final weeks of the season. Teams that blow leads do not last. They never last in the postseason. And some people could look at baseball with the Philadelphia Phillies last year who played horrible down the stretch, but caught fire in the postseason. And the Bears have done that too. 15-16, we rode a hot goaltender all the way to the finals. So, it's it's it's, it's rough, everyone. It, uh, it really is. And yeah, I 
fight some of the fan base on this, but I'm right there, William, with everyone with you with everyone's frustration. I really am. And it's because we want this team to do better. Because we have serious aspirations with this team. You know, do we think that this team could be something contenders or whatever they want to where as far as they could go? Because right now this team's just a pretender right now. Sure, you could put Hunter Shepard out there full time and maybe, maybe he steals you a win here and there. But if your defense can't hold a lead late in games, something this team was doing a lot better in December, we're not going to make it to my birthday, much less, you know, me and my wife's anniversary when it comes to this. And I know the fan base wants to see hockey deep into June. They really do. So I'm right there with everyone. The stuff's got to get straightened out because it ain't going to get much easier. We have a five-game roadie coming up. So let's take a look on where the Bears are going to go from here. Uh, Because on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, we have an 11 a.m. game there in the Great White North. We're going back to Toronto as we get a rematch against the Marlies. 11 a.m. there in, uh, in Toronto. So after that, the boys will head to uh, Cleveland to finish up uh, that series as well. Um, let's just see here. Let me make sure I did. I did get this, this right on here. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, six o'clock start there on Saturday and a noon start there on Sunday there with the, uh, with the monsters. So, um, you know, big, Big three games, but all these games are big coming down the stretch because next week you have an odd three and four with a rare Wednesday night game in Providence and then facing Springfield once again. So big games coming down the stretch, everyone. It'll be fun and interesting times with the boys because we're not back to Giants Center until the Saturday before Easter. So lots of road games coming up for the uh, for the boys. <coughs> Bless me. Thank me. I'm welcome. All right. So uh, let's take a look at the standings before we wrap things up here on the show this week. Providence still top in all the lands with 88 points with nine games to with nine games to go. The Bears sit in second with 85 points with nine games to go as well. Charlotte with 76 with nine games to go and wrapped up their final home games for the for the regular season. Springfield at 673 points with nine games to go as well. We will see them next Friday. The Phantoms with 72 points in fifth place, hanging around that fifth spot. Their magic number is now down to 12, from what what I could tell. In sixth is Bridgeport with with 68 with nine games to go. Hartford at 67 out of the playoffs, but just barely with eight games to go. And Wilkes-Barre with 61 points with nine games to go and they are fading. They are falling off the lead lap. So that'll do it for the grit and Barrett podcast. Everyone. Thank you to everyone who's at least well tried to listen there on the fan club page. I know this is a bit of a new thing I'm trying, but because of my work schedule, um, I'm giving this a Monday recording might be back at it next, uh, next Sunday, depending on how some things go as well. But if nothing else, we'll have another broad, Monday broadcast ready to go for all of you. So thank you to everyone who watched on the video side, on the podcast side. This will be released later today as I got to get some editing done. But above all else, my name's Richard Blosser. Keep the faith, everyone, and enjoy the Bears games this weekend. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. 
This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears!